Good morning, people. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the tasks that energize us and the tasks that take our energy away, that sap it, and how to kind of get around that and some of the things I do to survive those fun, uh, not tasks. Okay, hope everyone's going awesome, awesome today. I've been uh, moving house. And uh, that is always the funnest thing to do when you've got dyslexia, ADHD, or anything in between. It's one of those uh, those things you never wish to do in your life <laughs> if you're like me. Um, and you've lived in a place for three, three and a half years, and you stand up in the morning, you look around, and you realize how much clutter has collected. Now, I wasn't a huge clutter person, but I definitely contributed. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was quite a scary task when you think about you've got to move out of somewhere and you just look at piles of stuff around you and your brain can't even fathom putting that into order or where to move what or how to do, you know, to do anything. You can't put that order in your mind and moving out becomes a really stressful task. So I thought this would be a good podcast because I also saw a question put up in Adult Dyslexia Secrets around, you know, what is energizing people and what is taking things out of them. And I can honestly say I'm, I struggle with moving. I, I, from cleaning things to balance, balancing with someone else. You know, when you're, unless you're moving out from a one-bedroom apartment uh, just for yourself, usually there's more than one person involved in a move out. So you've got to balance, um, you've got to get make sure your communication's right. Uh, there's dates, there's order, there's so many things around the edges of moving out of a house, it just stresses me out, if I'm honest. It just adds so many uh, layers, and it, and it kind of, it drains you. You know, our brains are naturally working on the right side of our heads. They're the creative things, they're visual, they're picture thinkers. Many of us... Um, Many of us really enjoy kind of going into that side of our, our minds. And when you start to move out, it doesn't really involve a lot of creativity. You know, we have we have some things that pop up that are very, you have to kind of problem solve. And that's where, you know, we fall in line. So we've got a, a couch we're trying to get rid of. We've tried to sell it. And it's, you know, it's really getting quite hard. We've tried a bunch of creative things around it, and now we're just creating the next thing, the next problem solution to solve this one problem. And I find that really easy and interesting. Um, the problem solving part is really energizing for me. But what is killing me is the order or the the little bits of cleaning that has to be done. Because if you've ever cleaned a house with, you know, and you're like myself, you know, you start doing one thing, you end up doing something else, and then you start doing a third thing, all in the space of about two and a half minutes, and it's a really hilarious um, process. It's, it, you know, watching from the outside, it does not seem effective, efficient, or wise, which is always very funny. So I um, have worked very, very hard to get to this point, and it's all coming together. And that's one of the things I do notice with the dyslexic ADHD minds, we don't actually know how we're going to work something out, but somehow it all comes to fruition in the end. So uh, that's always a bonus. But what I wanted to talk a bit more today before I went off on a tangent on my own life, but I hope that's touched someone. <laughs> Someone's gone, yep, that's me, um, is, is what is energizing and what is not energizing. So 
and this is kind of something that affects us all in certain ways. Some of us are, you know, we're all going to lean a little bit differently on this, but we're going to have very similar traits. Now, for me personally, um, the stuff that energizes me the most um, is kind of, is what puts me in what I call the flow state. Um, and there's been speak of this for years, but when you're in a state where it just feels easy and interesting and you're present in the moment. So for me, um, those states that put me in a present moment that feel easy, it feels like my energy, my mind, my emotional side of me, my intellectual side of me is all going in the same direction. That's what I would call easy. You know, when I'm playing football, um, I'm in this real flow state. I get to use my creativity with how I play. It's very uh, in the moment, do your thing kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm good at it because I let myself get into that flow state and it's great. It's, it's, it adds creativity. There's so many pluses to it. Um, and majority of us would feel the same way that doing a bit of um, exercise really does relax us when we remember to do it or we've built a routine around it. Um, so like, I love it. Like I absolutely love it. It really gets me, gets my mind going, gets everything going. The other places where I feel really relaxed and in a flow state, um, are definitely client meetings. So for me, as I say, I do a lot of digital marketing and creativity stuff around my work. And of all my work that I do, it's not really the ordered repetitive stuff that I enjoy. It's, as you can imagine, I'm not sure I'm stating this for the, the sake of it or just, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Uh, but when I'm sitting in front of a customer for an hour or two hours or however long it is, I am, I'm just so natural. And that's, that's a good way to look at it. Where do you feel natural in what you're doing and just right? So I can sit in front of someone for an hour or two hours, either coaching them or consulting with them on digital marketing or helping them strategize and I'm brilliant like I'm in my zone people think I've been studying their business for years or their life um, and I'm in such a flow even when I'm doing the podcast I'm in a flow zone you know I don't pre-write these as I guess you'd already guess but I enjoy I enjoy speaking and letting it flow out of me of what I want to say rather than giving you a canned pre-written thing that's been perfectly dusted for everything i'd rather say what I, I say because this is kind of the languaging we say day to day so it's really important to get that across but these are what i call flow states they're creative states um, i've also found meditation once i actually got into the routine of it now if i do it for 25 minutes i feel really in a good place with it i love it this the 25 minute meditation i do is just amazing in the morning and it just it's really visual really active it kind of just takes me through some visualizations and lets me uh, get in line and sync so i can have a better day and that's been really a flow happy creative state um same thing can happen if i go on a date um or i'm finding more and more with holly who i'm who I, is my partner at the moment you know not just the moment in the future she will listen to this so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the words of dyslexia. Um, but when we're together, I can come in and I can feel a bit off, you know, a bit off because of I've been dealing with order and the stuff that drains us. And then with her, I feel really present and in the moment. And we're getting more like that or every time we, we meet and see each other. So that's another place I feel good. 
Then on the other hand, so that's the that's the good stuff. If you can do more of that, if you can add more of that into your life, you're going to feel really good. Um, but how do you do that? And what is the stuff that really drains you? Like I probably don't have to tell you, you probably know this, but I think it's important to point it out, the specific stuff that I feel is the most challenging. And that's usually the stuff where you have to repeat the same things again and again. Where the, the worst things in the world are the very ordered and structured things. If you're given 30 steps in a list to do, uh, you can find that really boring, um, really uninspiring. And when you don't have interest in something, you can't get motivated for it. Now, sometimes if you're interested in something, even if it is ordered, you can actually be really interested up front. So you take a bit of time to get the order down and learn it and, and know how to do it. And then from that moment, you don't want to do it anymore because you already know how to do it. And the fun part was learning it. The interesting bit was learning something new and growing. And you'll find that a lot. You know, that's another key flow state for us is growth and learning. But once we've learned it, yep, that's about it. We like to tell other people what we've learned intellectually, but we don't always like to repeat the same thing again and again and again. So it can be very tiring. Um, anything that involves you creating the order as well, not just the end output. So when we move out of the house, I actually have a really clear vision of what it's going to look like. And I put a lot of energy into that through my meditations and my visualizations, because that's the bit I find easy and interesting and fun. And what I have to then start to learn how to do is, try, well, I'm continuing for the rest of my life probably to learn how to do this, is to continue to trust myself that everything will fall into place and I have all the tools in my brain and I can pull in the right people at the right times to get things done. And that's what's kind of happening. I'm not saying there wasn't times where I was completely like, oh my God, do I have to do that? Or, you know, <laughs> did I forget that? Do I need to do this? You know, but that's the bit I'm in flow. Actually, cleaning the windows is probably not my natural my natural um, thought process. It's not the thing that I, I love. I don't enjoy doing that repetitive work personally. Um, it, it can be a mixture of it's not that it's hard. I don't know. It just it can be very easy for us to get overwhelmed by ten things that the average person goes. You just do them one by one. You just eat the elephant one small bite at a time. Whoever invented that quote, I don't know why they were eating elephants, but, you know, hey, we live in a, a crazy world. Um, but, you know, th those little small chunk things, you know, although we hear that intellectually, and if I told you that quote, you'd probably sit there and say, I know, or of course, I know. It doesn't mean we're very good at it. It doesn't mean we can actually action that, that advice as often as we'd like. And when we do action it, we feel really good. We're like, wow, that does actually work. And then we go back to doing exactly what we were doing before, which is getting overwhelmed and stressed. And um, I put a post up around this. You know, what we can do as creatives, as right brainers, when we start to build confidence in the right brain side of us, you know, something that may take a left brainer four, five, six, eight hours to do, we can knock out in 15 to 20 minutes. You know, we can, like, I, I do that regularly at work. Um, it's quite, it is, does take a bit of energy, but you can do it really quickly because your brain is so connected to something kind of beyond you. Whereas a left brainer, um, you know, just can't do that. They, they struggle, they analyze, they look for processes, they do all this workings where, where we are a lot more um, intuitive and we can draw on different things at the same time. My brain's, 
I think are more spatial than linear, so they can go wide and find a solution that left-brainers would take ages to, to analyze and work out. But then on the other hand, if they want, if they want a, a set way to clean stuff, um, they can work out the order and actually progress through the order in a much better way where we can just kind of make it look really funny by cleaning the house four different things at once. You know, I was, um, you know, I'll give you an example. When I was with, sitting out on the back deck with Holly the other day, um, I cracked up because she went over to save a hedgehog that the dog was trying to uh, be friends with, shall we say. Um, and it was quite funny because as she did that, she started walking back towards me. And uh, she noticed she had a paddling pool out and she'd been looking at it every day from her office window. And she wanted to um, tip it out. And so she was coming back to me because we were sitting there having a drink. And she... Um, she ran, she then decided, okay, I'm going to go and tip the pool out because it's top of my mind now. And she goes and does that and then walks back to me. And I just cracked up because it was, um, it was something I would do, which is, you know, something jumps into your mind halfway through. And it was just, uh, I just laughed and enjoyed it. And then I go in, in the house to get her a blanket, come out and she's repotting seven plants while she waits. It was so, I loved it. It was, it was great. Because it's exactly how my mind works. And to be in a relationship with someone that has a kind of a similar way of thinking is really enjoyable. Because, you know, you've got a lot of time for that person and you don't actually have to, um, you don't judge them. Because you know exactly how it feels and how your mind is working, which is quite powerful. But yeah, that, that's what I wanted to share today, guys, is, um, you know, look at what energizes you and look at what doesn't. What I'd like to to leave you with is a couple of ways of 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 getting around the stuff that doesn't energize you now the first things first is one is be able to to um i call it in the stars technique and we did a video on youtube about it it seems pretty simple but it's pretty cool technique um where you kind of jump back from looking at yourself and as a really small person on earth jump back and look at the world as a whole and realize how little your problem is you know with this couch i've been trying to give it away basically, or sell it for next to nothing so someone will pick it up. It just hasn't worked. The old me would have got really stressed about it. And realistically, all I have to do is get a junk person in, pay them a few dollars and get them to take it away. It's not the end of the world at all. Um, but old me would have gone, oh, I'm stressed. What do I do? This is so big. Now I just don't care. I can, I can work through those things. So it's important if you get stuck on an ordered task, which is a bit annoying, um, you just actually need to remember how small it is in the grand scheme of life and your picture of the future. That really helps me calm down and go, actually, this is really small. It's a bit annoying, a bit frustrating. I don't really want to pay someone to take this away, but it's not a big thing to deal with. The second thing is getting good at life hacks and owning life hacks. You know, with my ex, I struggled a bit because what I saw as a life hack or something that automated or could be repeated on autopilot, she kind of saw as being lazy a lot of the time. Um, and that was really hard because it stopped me from doing as many as I used to. But like, um, you know, for example, ordering your coffee and getting it sent to your house makes sense. For me personally, clothing, I know what I want to wear every day. I have a very clear routine of clothes. I have some special clothes for certain occasions, but I know what I'm wearing 99% of the time. And that really relaxes my brain that I don't have to overthink that step of the day. That's really important. Um, 
little routines are going to help you install little routines that you're happy with and continue to install them do them one at a time though don't you know if you try and change everything in your life in one week it it you know good luck you know if you're lucky you'll you'll have a three to six week window where you really nail it and then you'll start to fall backwards and you'll start to lose confidence and it's not because you can't do it but it's actually because you just need to take one at a time small bite by small bite so those are the things I wanted to share with you today, guys. Hope that's uh, made you think. You know, as we're starting this, you know, this new year, January is always the start of month. So uh, as we get into Feb, you know, start to look at what you can start installing. You know, what you'll realize if you install just one thing each month, one thing, and that's your focus, you'll have installed 10, 11, 12 things by the end of the year. And I think if you can note down what you're installing in yourself, it's huge. Like I once I installed, I'm going to drink black coffee instead of milk and sugar because I think that's better for me. Um, you know, if you install little things like that and you have 12 of them and you write them down and in December you look at them and go, wow, look at what I've installed in my mind that's helped me get away from those unenergizing tasks that I dislike. You know, it could be ordering your coffee to your house. It could be, they don't have to be massive. But, you know, those are 12 things that are going to give you more energy back. And that energy can then be used to start creating the life you actually want. So I hope that's been valuable. It's a bit longer than usual. I felt a bit bad last week not doing a very long podcast because I was moving house and my brain was fading. So I'm giving you a bit more love today. So have an epic rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow.